0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Frostcast. It has been absolutely ages since we have done a new episode. Um, I've got a good friend of mine here. His name's RCS. He's a graphic designer in the esports community. RCS, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do and other things like that.
1: Hey guys, my name is RCS, or as you know me as Rafa on Twitter. Uh, I'm a graphic designer for OTK and Rise Nation. Yes, sir. And I, spe- I specify a lot in esports. But I also do a lot of content creation work for OTK, obviously. Uh But a lot of my design revolves around just social media development, et cetera. Um, And just like overall branding development as well.
0: What would you say your favorite piece of social media is like to do? Like stream package packages, you know, stream decks. What's your what's the what's the all time go to? You know what I mean? or just like,
1: social media design in general, uh, for me, it'd probably have to be headers because that's where I started off in. I'm oh, actually yeah. one of the few people that still likes to do them still. Cause, oh, I yeah. don't know, it's just like, although I get like that three by one curse where it like feels very cringy at times <laughs> to work in, it's still very fun at the end of the day cause I feel like I can lay out my ideas better cause I've been doing them for years. Mm-hmm. But like design as a whole, I've been really getting into branding lately and overall like branding and marketing and explaining like why the logo is why it's like that. It's just super fun for me. For the yeah,
0: most part. absolutely. I remember you expressing interest that you wanted to get into like marketing and stuff like that. Um, I think that's going to be fantastic and super fun too. As a matter of fact, you've inspired me to kind of get into it too. Cause I'm trying to like, I'm trying to figure out how to market better and stuff like that because, you know, graphic design is all marketing to a certain extent. Obviously you got to know like the executions and stuff like that, but marketing is definitely where it's at. So sweet that is awesome what exactly got you interested in the esports scene exactly overall Uh
1: I, at first it was like a mixture of when i was younger i used to watch a lot of like optic gaming scumpy etc cod you know the usual stuff i wasn't really big into it but i was just like i love the content oh, but yeah. what got me into designing was like 100 thieves was designing this was when alpaca was designing stuff he was like that grunge 100 thieves style when they first started it off it was like so inspiring as well that made me want to get into this scene but i never really took it too seriously until like late 2020 yeah absolutely so that's what really got me going
0: i, I you kind of have like the same upbringing that i kind of had i started in the call of duty scene but you started in the destiny scene correct yes sir that's that's interesting how 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 exactly did that work like would you say because you you also were in the call of duty scene for a little bit too right like for a little portion how how did those two differentiate and what did you like more about you know destiny or cod like what 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 was the big differentiating part between the two communities because i've heard a lot of stories from both you know what i mean
1: yeah uh so destiny just to sum it up really quickly it's like a more chilled out version of the cod community just because there's less designers yeah Uh, I think at the time I was one of like the only five designers oh, wow. that were around in the scene. Yeah, we were very. It was a very small community in terms of like the people who were designing for teams. There was a lot of designers that designed for the art of the game, like UI and all that type of stuff. Oh yeah. But it was really like a like a competitive scene in Destiny. Although there was like an an inspiring like aspiration to grow the scene. Uh, it never really came to fruition because that's not what Bungie wanted. But that was just like a whole different thing in terms of like the community itself it's really nice to work with i've met a lot of amazing people there uh there's a lot of big streamers like benny Schmerda, the triple Rec. he used to be on envy uh mm. sir demetrius who used to be on fortnite with 100 thieves etc oh like, i, those I people him, yeah grew... yeah gr... people out of that community used to grow out out and be... do amazing things even Paji, conradi other designers that i've considered like v- very close friends of mine you know they the the difference is it's just like it's more laid back, more chill, but it's a lot more gate kept in a sense because there's less people.
0: Yeah. And
1: you don't really want people to take your spot in a sense. But now it kind of like grew out of that because that scene is no longer around anymore, like the competitive side. So it's just kind of not there anymore. And as for COD, I was only around for a couple of months because it wasn't really interesting to me. It just felt like everyone really complained about the same things and also. You know, it felt like it was, like, a circle. like
0: Yeah, I could see that. You would join
1: a team, you would leave a team, you would join the team, you would leave a team. It'd be, like, the same people, too. Mm -hmm. And it didn't really feel like there wasn't really opportunity there.
0: So I decided
1: to go back to Destiny, in a sense.
0: Yeah, it kind of is similar to the COD scene in that sense, then, huh? Because there's a Mm -hmm. lot of, like, you know, experimenting with different organizations or teams. Um, That's very interesting. Do you know anyone who got to, like, work on the actual Destiny game other than you know just mentioning that they've you know done icon stuff like i've i've done a lot of searching on like hit marker and stuff like that and i've noticed that like there's a lot of like there's a very high demand of actually like icon artists for for the for the game as a whole and i'm just wondering like do, like have have you known anyone to do any any graphic design on the game or
1: not anything graphic design related i know there were some people from like the 3d scene mm-hmm. uh uh read cinema or six animations. they worked with Bungie very closely mm-hmm. on working on making three d animations for them, yeah, and Bungie is very like very selective on who they work with, but they also like to give opportunity to people in the community like they'll release a blog I'm pretty sure it's called like a community shout, whether it be a streamer or three d artist or something like that from their official website and everything so it gives them like a nice shout to people so yeah. I respect them for that
0: that's that's super sick because I mean a lot of corporations really do kind of like you know shine some spotlight on their creators but i don't really see it often you know what i yeah, mean yeah
1: it's it's more or less like they're more focused on the game itself which is cool because you know that's what they're supposed to do but that just shows like they put in a tiny bit more effort like i know there's companies like treyarch and call of duty as we've seen in recent years yeah have reached out to graphic designers to work with them from our community and that's cool it, i hope it happens more often with other industries as well
0: I, yeah, I think that's super cool. One of the things that I personally love is, like, the evolution of the scene. You know what I mean? Like, we started, I remember I was talking to Dalves about this uh, last episode. I know that was, like, three months ago because I took a hiatus. But um, in that episode, we talked about how, like, the COD scene is just overall evolving and, like, becoming more serious. Even, not even just in, like, esports, but there's been people that get picked up from COD teams to work out, like, you know, respawn. Uh bungee, I mean, it's actually so cool that these games are starting to reach out and kind of outsource into the communities because it's just reached that certain amount of growth for outsourcing and stuff, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, evolution as a whole for like every community seems to be like evolving very quickly just because our scene has to be has a very high skill gap for the most part. Yeah. And there's just there's just like a lot of potential and high expectation from everyone in here. Like even in the COD community where it's kind of design's more more or less seen as like a hobby, not really something taken seriously. Totally. Like, that, that is something that I've noticed also. It's just like um, there's differences in each community. It's just it's either seen as a hobby or as like a professional career. And that's the big difference between like esports and COD in my opinion. Although people like to compare the two a lot. um, I just think like now it's more about like how can they grow their community more and mm-hmm. how to expand on it more instead of like coming up with like new teams to do that oh absolutely why not why not do it themselves at that point
0: totally absolutely so i mean in that sense like growing in the esports industry is definitely different than growing in other industries basically right so percent yeah what how how, what kind of tips can you personally give because i mean i'm not even gonna lie uh you did come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? You came out of nowhere in the sense of like <laughs> you were in the Destiny community that you came into the esports community. Can you give any tips about like, you know, networking, how to grow in the esports industry, tips that you found along the way? Anything that you really feel comfortable sharing about your personal journey, obviously without being like super specific. Kind of, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: So, um
1: it was a big like 180 when I switched from caught that's Des- no, from Destiny to esports. Uh because in Destiny, it was kind of treated the same as Call of Duty. You grinded for a team, and then you got into it. Yeah. Um. Although there was, like, a limited amount of teams. I think there was only three at the time. So it was, like, I am BSK, and the G1. Uh, if you've seen G1 recently, they're also in Halo. Uh, so it was a big, like, turnaround for the most part. But I kind of skipped, like, the whole COD personality side of it. And I kind of just went into, like, the full professionalism side, in a sense, where I kind of, like... See- made myself look a little bit more professional the way how i spoke and the way how i posted as well and the way how i interacted with people i try to be more genuine about it um the thing about like esports is just kind of like the hard part is trying not to seem like you're leeching people and if you're just genuine from the beginning and you're just here saying you're looking for experience people will understand and you know But don't be trying to be, like, fake friends with anyone because people can see that a mile away, 100%. Uh, Another tip I have also is just, like, if you're coming from COD, uh, one of the biggest things I've seen COD designers struggle with the most while getting into esports is why is my post not getting any likes? Why is it not getting any retweets, you know? Uh, It's just, like, you can't expect it to land right away. Uh, Esports is a very evolving scene, and the designs you're trying to do are very... Not very behind in a sense. It's just like, it's kind of been done before in a sense. And you kind of need to catch up with the times. And that's just, that happens, you know? uh, Or if you're trying to bring something new to the table and it doesn't bang right away, then that's fine, you know? Your time will come. That's what I learned in esports is to be learn how to be patient and to understand that these things happen. And, you know... How you take inspiration is also a very big one. This is something I've spoken to even you, Rafi, like a lot of other people that I have speak with uh, on a personal level mm-hmm. that, you know, try to take inspiration piece by piece, not as a whole thing.
0: Absolutely. And constructive criticism is huge, probably, mm-hmm. you know, one of, the, one of the things that I see the most in the esports scene is overall being unique. You know what I mean? Thank you so much for the tips, because esports is definitely not a linear journey. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot you got to go through. Um, It's very, I wouldn't say random, but it can definitely change at any moment. Uh, And you got to do a lot of research in order to understand what's going on in tournaments and teams, what teams are doing, you know, stuff like that. Um, But overall, taking it back a while, a good while uh when you first started designing and stuff like that where did you start design like why did you start designing uh how did you start designing like for example um when i was little i started on a on like a very very crappy laptop like it was so bad could barely run photoshop but now like what was your personal experience like kind of working your way up the chain to eventually like getting your own setup and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Cause it's a good feeling. You can't lie. Right. Like, um, starting off on something very small, like maybe being a mobile designer and, uh, you know, working your way all the way up to like the official Photoshop system. Um, where did, where did you begin and why did you begin? Like what ultimately inspired you to get into the destiny community and other things like that? I think
1: what I saw was, um, there's this um there's a small team that I was like a super big fan of. They were called No Shame and they had like this very interesting style. Mm-hmm. I'll send you a picture of it later if you want to bring it up. Oh but yeah, totally. And like a very interesting like style per se. Right now you look at it and it'd be like it was just like a wallpaper, like content aware filled, and then like some text on the side.
0: Totally. But it was just
1: like this aesthetic that they chose. Like each picture had its same a similar vibe, but they were a very different style in a sense. But also seeing them and i think it was max envisions he came out with this oh, fire yeah. header uh i don't remember exactly what it was it might have been his pomodulin at the time but um i saw him posting and i wanted, i was like oh damn i want to learn how to do this like and then so i started on my ipad and i had this app i don't remember what the app was called exactly but it was like some knock-up photoshop <laughs> and it was like i just did like a bunch of work on there like simple shape headers and all that type of stuff and then i just started climbing up and up until i got my very first laptop and that's where i got like the crappy laptop with photoshop on it yeah ever since then you know we we climbed up from there
0: absolutely so i'm guessing you started with freelancing correct before getting Uh, into any teams or not necessarily um I kind
1: of skipped the freelancing part because I guess, um, in a sense, I didn't really know. I'm, not that I didn't know I couldn't charge for designs. It was more of like, um, how do I put this? It was like, I kind of wanted to do it for fun. Yeah. And I wanted to do it for the people that I, inspired me, so like teams and all that type of stuff. Like so I would try to projects. get into teams. Yeah, I would try to get into teams first. So I kind of skipped like the whole freelancing part until I realized I can't make money out of this. Oh, yeah. And when I did, it was like such a good feeling because I remember telling my parents about it and they were super like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. This was crazy. Like they they didn't know you could make money out of making pictures basically. Oh,
0: totally. I didn't I didn't know either cuz I was just a little kid that was messing around in Photoshop, you know what I mean? Probably by like the age of 13, I got my first order and it was a $20 stream package. And it was I I was so proud of myself. I was like, "Holy shit. Like this is actually legit." You know what I mean? <laughs> like PayPal and all. I was like very I was very very intrigued by that. I wouldn't say that money drove me, but um, as a kid, being able to see that, like, you can literally stay home and do all of these like amazing creations, building them up from scratch and get paid for it. I think that's pretty phenomenal, you know, considering like back then, I wouldn't say like it, it was a long time ago. Cause in reality it was like eight years ago, four years ago, whatever. Um, but it was very standard to just work retail, work fast food, you know, work a, a, an, an in-person nine to five, like remote jobs were around, but they weren't really like at the level they are and- today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like today dude you can get hired at you know an esports organization a studio um even like a standard company that needs a graphic designer and just you can stay home and grind it out literally. You know what I mean? And actually get yeah. paid which is uh, which is just so cool. Like as a young kid that was just such a cool like you know idea I wouldn't say ideology but just such a cool concept to me, you know what I mean? And even back then I was still learning, you know, like stock design was big way back then i wouldn't really say way back then again but back back then it was it was very big you know you had like the mixo stocks you had graphics packs you had all sorts of stuff that people would use to make graphics which is really cool even though my crappy pc could barely load any graphics packs like we were we were still we were still vibing and doing our thing you know what i mean and that is super cool so what age did you exactly start designing like probably like young young right? Like 12, 11. I was like, this was 2017. I think I was like 14. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, yeah, I, uh, totally. That's yeah. That sounds about right. A lot of people that I, or at least the people that I have interviewed, um, definitely start around that age. You know what I mean? And there's people that start later on, which is not, it's, it's, it's not a problem at all. But um, I just find that it's super cool that as young kids, you develop that passion and you stick with it. You know what I mean? Because normally at that age, you're bouncing around. You don't know what you want to do with yourself etc you know what i mean so like uh <laughs> just just be just being super cool and just like uh sticking with the passion is really cool you know what i mean
1: yeah it feels like even now like the younger generation is catching up and learning how to catch up quicker just so because photoshop can, is adding like these features that make, that kind of makes it easier in a sense to help them design better yeah and also i feel like now they're like it's this definitely... generation learned how to learn more more from like being open and all that type of stuff because even like with the world changing you know it's not the same how it was when we were 14
0: oh so true like
1: like now the world's more open to like sharing information and all that kind of stuff and like sharing knowledge as well that these younger generations can catch up to everyone and be almost at that level or even better by the time we're like in our 20s or like oh so true late 30s you know it's it's yeah. just crazy
0: Like, the access they have to, you know, more YouTube tutorials. Because back then, YouTube was just starting out in the graphic design realm. Like, you had tutorials, but it was, like, the very, very basics. Now you've got stylized tutorials, how to make specific types of design. You've got the videos that will teach you the fundamentals. Like, I've even talked to some people that choose to not go to college for design, which is also perfectly fine. As a matter of fact, it's probably, you know, pretty standard to not be going to college for design. But, um... It's it's like you, all everyone's got like the same amount of resources at their fingertips, assuming they have you know technology. But for the younger generation, that is key. Like I would absolutely kill to be 14 now compared to back then. You know what I mean? Because exactly. like, because dude, like I I mean some of these some of these youngins, man, that are actually starting are insane. You know what I mean? Like they're going into it with you know design fundamental knowledge, all of that. Like basically you know standard college knowledge on design so like they're going in with it and um they're getting connections so by the time they are 18 or whatever the case may be they have the connections built up they've got all the graphics experience to start job searching and once they do that it's like just like that you know what i mean they get their uh they get their job started their career started at that age and i think that is absolutely fantastic um so yeah i definitely agree with you there's there's yeah. there's there's a lot i i notice more young people coming in the into the scene and just absolutely thriving than I do kind of like i wouldn't say you know old gens but like people that were around back in the day you know what I mean and you even have people from back in the day that aren't really around anymore too like obviously that passion may change people may move on other things like that but um yeah it's it's truly phenomenal to see the young generation of design flourishing because back in the day we were just clueless like as a 14 year old i was i was just spamming stocks on a canvas bro (laughs) you know what i mean and these designs these these kids are like okay let me let me think about layout let me think about hierarchy like it's just so phenomenal and they are extremely intelligent for it you know because design is more than just spamming stocks. <laughs> it's psychological, yeah. you know what I mean? And the fact that they can grasp that even at that age, like obviously when you're 14, you can be smart AF, but I'm talking more so like um being design smart, you know? Like that takes a lot of time and dedication and the fact that they're sticking with it is insane.
1: Yeah, I think the craziest part also like from my experience, not like the whole the young generation part i think what's crazy to me is that i was able to almost land a job not really instantly but as soon as like i was out of high school there was already i already had offers on the table because i guess i don't there's certain there's like a certain group of individuals that are similar to our age group that already that people see potential and they kind of just want to nab them already like the businesses kind of businesses want to invest into these people because they see like newer businesses want to invest into these people because it's like they see the potential and also like the the greatness that they could come from and like from such a young age like when you're 14 you know you're more prone to making these mistakes while if you're like our age you're kind of like you're ready for it you're ready to learn from it and bounce back from it Mm -hmm. and i think that's why these companies are willing to take like chances on people oh yeah that's why i find myself very lucky in a sense where i where i'm able to do this full-time and understand you know make real money out of it and do it for a living as well absolutely design as a whole it's just like it just feels like a very big blessing for people that want to combine gaming and art and everything into them
0: absolutely and like i said definitely that age because if you think about it we are i wouldn't say old but we we are still very young (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, the fact that, you know, there's offers coming through at even the ages between like 16 to 19, 16 to 20 is phenomenal because even that's still considered early, even, you know, even if you are 14, you're considered, you know, early starting as well. But I I definitely think being 18, 19, 20 is also considered young because you've got your whole life ahead of you to keep investing in this and keep, you know, revising your craft or perfecting your craft uh, is a better way to say it. So, that's super cool. So, I mean, honestly, on the topic of jobs, I'm personally curious. So, you've recently started working for OTK, which is massive, bro. Like that is absolutely insane. Um, same with Rise. Uh, tell me a little bit about your experiences with your first ever design job before them and then we'll dive into them a little bit. Like kind of overall talking about the experiences there. Um, what was your first design job and what was your reaction when you first got it?
1: Uh, my full first like full official job i think it had to be when i was working with team war like yeah it was yeah it was like november it was a very short time because after that i got the offer from otk and i was mm-hmm. just like i can't pass this but uh big love to everyone at team war you know kevin uh he's a super nice guy um everyone in there is super passion driven and also ready to see the team expand and I just love that out of them. I love seeing that there's actual potential and actual growth coming from the team. Cause, you know, some people they like to shoot for these super S tier, A tier esports orgs right away. And it's like, that's fine. But sometimes, you know, you never know when you put when you put in time into this passion project, like this passion team, and they just blow up. Like look at like this is a bad example, but it like denial. Uh parallel red reserve you know yeah like other teams that kind of came out of nowhere and they were just like okay we're bo- we're booming now you know yeah uh, but yeah working at team war it was such a good experience I really got the chance to learn how to work in a team for the most part I think that's the biggest thing I learned from then uh because before me as an individual I like to igl kind of be a leader in a sense i like to lead stuff i like to throw out ideas there because it's like i know people won't and it's like or they're too scared to like i'll put you on the spot and ask you a question and be like yo like what is your idea what do you think and they're gonna sit there and be like oh like they're
0: like you're cold "Uh, (laughs)
1: yeah you actually want to hear what i'm thinking like yeah like i'm very interactive i'm very po- I'm very like opinionated for the most part, but I also try to listen for the most part as well. And I feel like that's also a big thing that I'm learning at OTK right now. Also learning when to be in my place for sense, like not to have too many cooks in the kitchen.
0: Absolutely. No, that makes total sense. And I think that is absolutely phenomenal because working and getting a full-time job is a big deal especially like even in the normal world, if it's not graphic design and stuff like that. So I definitely think team war is like the best. And to your point of like actually working with startups or passion teams or, cause I don't really know what the correct definition is. I'm sure it's like startups, I guess kind of, you know what I mean? Like teams that are yeah. just starting, but have that fire to keep going and growing. I personally almost find that better than getting hired into a higher up esports org. It's not that there's anything wrong with those guys, but when you start with a passion org or a startup org who really is just there. For the passion, it really hits different, you know what I mean? And all orgs have passion to the to a certain extent, but nothing can beat an org's passion that's just starting up, you know. I'm sure there's a lot of obstacles, I'm sure there's a lot of hardships that go into starting an organization like that. But overall, they keep the passion, they keep moving forward, and I think war is a perfect example of that. If you guys have not heard of Team War, um definitely go check them out. What's their ad on Twitter? It's just at Team War, right?
1: it's official team more. official
0: team war yeah go check them out they have been doing some phenomenal stuff and they are the boys they are super cool um all i gotta say is they're absolutely killing it and back to my main point because <laughs> i am totally getting off track here um Passion orgs are really cool. You know what I mean? You get to be there for the startup. You get to be there for the growth. You get to be there for the hardships. It's very, very crucial to the family experience in an organization. You know what I mean? And I think that is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm sure you've probably had that like quite a bit with OTK, yeah?
1: Uh, Yeah, actually, in OTK, not a lot of people know this, but it kind of... I think it started like 2020, 2019, around there. I don't remember this exactly. I probably should know this, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> that's how you get in trouble, guys. But uh,
0: <laughs> that's how you get in trouble. But yeah,
1: OTK is a very new org for the most part. And a lot yeah. of people still don't know what it is. Or a lot of people compare it to like this OTV type thing, which I don't really understand in a sense. But. Yeah whatever uh yeah otk we're fairly new and we're growing at a very massive rate for the most oh, part in yeah. and our and the overall direction it's heading in it's like super cool obviously i can't say any of it of but course. it's like as soon as like everything's public you guys will understand what i'm talking about um otk you know it's taught me a lot. It's taught me how to be a team player. It's taught me how to learn how to step down a bit and kind of listen and kind of understand what's going on in situations like that. Cause designing isn't just making pictures. Like if you think you're going to go in get hired and just make stuff without having to listen to anyone, then you're kind of just like blinding yourself. In a yeah, sense.
0: absolutely. You really
1: have, you really have to learn how to work with a team and kind of put your ego to the side. And I feel like that's kind of something a lot of designers struggle with. It's kind of, you know, accepting the fact, you know, okay, maybe I might not agree with this decision, but he's still my boss at the end of the day. And this is what the brand wants. Yeah. So screw it, you know, Let's
0: Absolutely. Do it. It's yeah. The brand, the brand's vision should always come first as a designer. I think the sooner you like accept that, the sooner you learn that, um, the faster you thrive, to be honest, because graphic design can be a one man journey, maybe say in freelancing, but overall, if you're working on a team, You've got to enforce that, you know what I mean? Working on a team is very special, and that's part of the reason why graphic design thrives so much. Um, Being able to get multiple outcomes, multiple visions, multiple ideas out on the table by different people is what makes the brand pop, (laughs) if you will, you know what I mean? It really makes the brand, like, have its personality without that motivation and that communication, like you're going to have a brand that's solely based around one person's ideas and it's going to be a little wonky. You know what I mean? There won't be any growth yeah. because um, you throw one person into a corporation and you have that one person create ideas. You're more than likely going to become repetitive and therefore repetitiveness isn't necessarily a bad thing, but in terms of growth, it can halt that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fantastic. So, with rise and otk you've had good experiences i'm guessing but with both of them because they're they are fantastic organizations um what would you say has been the most fun to work on as a whole content or esports
1: uh actually i can't really answer that because i don't really i still don't know the answer to that question yeah i totally. love esports because i love being able to root for a team and being passionate about said team oh yeah you know even if it's like in an esport i don't really know much about like gears which is something you know rise has introduced me to uh it's just kind of like i'm still passionate i still want my boys to win you know hell yeah and with with content it's just kind of like it's just cool to see it like the process of it seeing all these personalities work together and having all these like figureheads working finding a way to make something work in a sense because you would think with many as many talents as we have at otk there would be a lot of like shuffling a lot of like grinding in between each other you know it's like uh like they wouldn't work well together but the good thing about them is that like they're all friends like oh, yeah, absolutely. they all get along they all get along and they're all like willing to listen to each other and listen to each other's ideas and also listen to us from production or like a uh, social group because you know they they don't really uh, truly understand you know what the work that goes into it so they try to be open as well which that's, is one of the perfect best things best things while working with them all of them have been super supportive and you know they're like look we have this idea but if you can make it work and make it better do it but if this doesn't work tell me so i can understand
0: why it doesn't work totally i've i've totally like touched base on this in the past as well i personally think that the two most important qualities to running a successful business is a family dynamic and good communication you know what I mean? If you have like yeah. if you're missing either one of those, it's just going to I, I wouldn't say destroy the business at the end of the day, but it would lower morale big time. You know, when yeah. you when you go into work, you want to feel like you're having good communications with people. You're vibing with the, you know, um, overall environment, stuff like that. That is so crucial to being successful in the workplace, in my opinion, not just in designing, but everywhere you know what i mean like if you go into work and you don't like your boss or if you go into work and you don't like your environment chances are you're going to start to hate your job you know what i mean like so i definitely value that a lot and i think that's fantastic that there's good communication because like i said before no communication can definitely halt growth you really want to be sure you're just getting all ideas out on the table and if you can always find that happy medium not just with um you know content organizations but esports too um if you can find that middle ground of good communication you can have so many possibilities of growth uh you know changing the scene i mean i just a few hours ago i believe 100 thieves announced that they're making a video game that is unreal stuff like that you know requires communication (laughs) you know you can't just announce a project or get into a project as a one-man army and i am so excited to see what they're going to do as well every single one of these teams and organizations is thriving because they are passionate they are respectful they are kind and they have a fire for moving forward. You know what I mean? They have a fire for each other. When you walk into an organization, you want to feel like you're talking to a family member. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And that's that's something you can't put a price on because there's a lot of orgs that don't have that dynamic. You know what I mean? Um, but those that do, which is majority, I would say, uh, it's literally a necessity. It's fantastic. You know what I mean?
1: I think the... A lot of the issues at hand with like eSports in general and like the overall scene, it's just like not even with a lot of it lies within the orgs as well in their own decision making and whether be, they're confident in each other or not. That's a big thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's one thing I learned at OTK learn how to be confident in your team members, like the other designers that you work with that are on the same level as you or your boss, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, That is a very big thing. A lot of these orgs don't, you know? like whether they'll hire like a non-endemic person or like a boomer in a sense, you know? It's like <laughs> like I there was a tweet recently by Owen, he said that boomers shouldn't be in like in a high high stance or like a high uh, high position in, of power in like these esports teams. And yeah. I agree in a sense if boomer is treated like a mindset, not really as an actual age thing. Oh, um, 100%. Cuz that's super that's super ageist. You know, there's a lot of people that are a lot older than me and have a f- great ideas, great ideas. Like, uh, Evan Eckerd, he's one of the designers that works with us at OTK. He's absolutely amazing, and he's taught me so much right now. And, you know, a lot of people would say, it would be like, yeah, oh, he's a boomer. What does he know? But you... you- you know, people like that are super, like, ageist. You know, they oh, have yeah. no idea what they're talking about. But if we're talking about Boomer in a sense of, like, it's a mindset where they, like, oh, these things shouldn't change or anything like that. Like, you know, right? Yeah. Like, I think um, I agree to an ex- certain extent where it's, like, certain things shouldn't change. You know, if they're a part of the org's, n- like, actual identity. Like, whether that be their long-lasting logo or etc. Anything like that. Um, in terms of design wise. But in terms of like everything else, I think um this scene is required to have younger minds that understand the scene and are willing to quickly adapt to things. And that's one thing this scene also struggles with, and that's why a lot of these teams are either like not heard from anymore or like kind of dying in a sense. Yeah. And it's just like a sad reality in a sense, because you have to watch it and you're not really there's not really much you can do. And That's one of like the big flaws in the esports scenes. It's just like people aren't willing to trust in each other and understand, you know, this is not my place, you know,
0: absolutely goes back to that communication. You know, if, if you don't have that trust in one another, you gotta, dude, honestly, I've read a quote one time and it said that in order to grow, you have to take risks. Do you, do you believe in that? Do you, do you personally agree with that quote?
1: I mean, yeah, I dropped out of college to go full-time into design. Yes. Because, <laughs>
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, I mean, you were there for that. There was It was like a very heavy experience for me. It was very hard because, um, you know, I didn't really have the blessing of my parents. But I kind of just said, screw it. You know, this is yeah. something I want to do. And if I can do it now, why why should I wait four years? And um, also, there's a lot of other benefactors. Like college wasn't really fulfilling me. I kind of just sat there and felt yeah. like I wasn't really doing much. Um But, you know, if you feel like it is fulfilling you and you're learning a lot, then stay in college. You know, not everyone's like me. Not everyone's going to have the same experience. So, you know, don't base my experiences on like hard fact. You know, that's just my experience. If you love school, stay in school. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's a lot of things that a lot of designers struggle with, you know, going through the basics again and tolerating it. That's kind of like an ego thing again. But it's uh, like, you know, why should they sit there? when they could go get work right away do it you know take the risk or, if or feel...
0: invest in youtube tutorials like mentioned before there's a lot of there's a lot of self-resources you know what i mean
1: yeah like even like just watching like random to youtube tutorials or even going back and watching um you know, my boy says so, you know, for that one little tutorial for that one step, you know, it's just like, it's needed, you know,
0: like, if you want to get that degree, there is no harm in it at all. Like, it's it's kind of a situation where it can't hurt you either way. You know what I mean? If you if you don't go to design school, it won't hurt you. But if you do go to design school, it also won't hurt you. It'll just boost you up a little bit. Um. So yeah, I, I can't imagine how difficult it was to decide to not go to college. But at the same time, I also feel like it was an easy decision for you. What do you uh, think?
1: Yeah, because it, at first it was kind of difficult because I had everyone telling me not to do it. Like a lot of my IRLs, a lot of family members, they were telling me to stay in school because they're very big on school. And I understand, you know, that they came from a place where, you know, they weren't as lucky as me to have everything in a sense. Oh, and yeah. I'm very blessed to have that. But and again, it was kind of a situation where I was giving everything again, where I was giving a position to take the opportunity to go full-time into designing at 18 years old like why wouldn't i absolutely. you know it's like especially in a scene that i'm super passionate about which is gaming you know like yep. as a as like an organization like otk i was very very confident that it was going to work work out and it still is you know that's why i'm still here absolutely like,
0: OTK I, is I, I, it. Be-
1: I believe truly in what the org is doing and everything about it and i love tips i love Thomas j p everyone in their frame, like shout out to all of them, all the creators too. they're all doing amazing jobs, and I'm just you know super excited for the future and if you're as like for sure confident as me in a sense, like that this is gonna work out, do it
0: absolutely just do it, take the shot, man. like I said, no risk, no growth <laughs> now nope. that that also may be subjective to be completely honest with you, but at the end of the day, I'm pretty confident that that's pretty legit like think about it if you never take risks you know what i mean uh it's almost like you opportunities will come to you but that'll come with the risk of grinding working hard posting designs consistently and much much more um i do want to talk to you about something though because like mentioned earlier before uh even in gaming not just esports alone but uh, gaming as a whole content esports uh call of duty scene destiny scene whatever a lot of the overall i guess standard or kind of expectation is to be unique and stand out right yeah and this is this is very subjective as well because at the end of the day all forms of design is opinionated you know who's who's standing out who's not standing out and stuff like that but in your personal opinion What can you say about standing out and what tips can you give to stand out? Because I've got to say, you've probably got one of the most unique portfolios in the industry in terms of esports and gaming, too. I'm not even going to lie. Like, your concepts are dope. The way you utilize uh, design fundamentals is super cool. The way you study brands and utilize them in designs is fantastic. How did you get to that point to be able to kind of, like, study these brands really good and get to the point where you can um, utilize it in everyday graphics? Was it, you know, watching designers, watching tutorials, etc. cetera? I'm being honest.
1: I didn't really watch anyone, in a sense. It was really more about, like, my passion about the brands that really taught me how to stand out, in a sense. Absolutely. Where it's, like... like... For example, when I first started, I was super big in 100 Thieves, and I studied the brand very heavily. In a sense, I'd watch, like, tutorials, in a sense. Not really tutorials. I'd watch, like, Cecil Design sometimes on his stream, or even George. Like, he would talk about how he sees designing as a whole. And I also have my very own opinion on how I see designing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: In a sense. And I feel like that's what really made me stand out. Is because I learned how to apply my personal touch to it and make it feel like it's still that brand, but also like I added my own idea without that, making it too different in a sense. And I work better with brands that I'm like quote unquote passionate about, or, or I know what I'm talking about in a Absolutely. sense. And like the Call of Duty scene, I'm super heavy into. So I'll be like, if you ask me to make like a CDL project, I'd be able to bang that out super easily. Or like um, even now with League and something like that, that's super. that's something I've been getting super interested into. It's just like, I feel like for me, it's more passion driven and that's not for everyone, you know, but in terms of standing out, just be yourself, um, try to learn how to adapt and learn over time. Cause design does change over time. We've seen this. Like, oh yeah. There's like 16 different, uh, waves of design styles that came in into the scene. And then it was just like, wow, like this year alone. And it's just like crazy to watch it all happen. And yeah, sometimes it feels overwhelming because it feels like you're behind, in a sense. And I've gotten that before, too. But, you know, if you just keep going on the path and you just keep doing you, in a sense, and you add your own ideas to these orgs, then you're going to succeed at the end of the day. It just matters when.
0: Like, I I personally think that design has evolved a lot since, like, let's just say the year 2015, right? Um, But I personally think that this year and 2021 had the most type of evolved designs ever like you had dustin with a really dope style um you know pushing the esports boundaries and overall adding animation to it which was super fantastic uh you got styles with some insane 3d stuff um you know bringing 3d into the light stuff like that you've got uh vitality's designer i believe his name is jonathan uh i believe um adding manipulation into the esports scene you know what i mean like you've got all of these players And designers overall just pushing the idea of a unique style. And I think that is so cool. And that's similar to what you do. So um, I definitely appreciate giving a a few tips on that. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are questioning how to do it. And that's kind of not really something you can find on YouTube. You know what I mean? Um, You kind of got to go at your own pace and design what you want. I personally think that like where you have the ability to stand out more is when you're doing work that you want to do you know what i mean work that you're passionate about like you said before uh working with brands that you're passionate about like you brought up 100 thieves cdl project stuff like that um i think that's fantastic that's really really unique and cool
1: i think um one of the things that designers struggle with as well it's like this is going back to giving uh, another tip is learning how to not default in a sense um for me it's a lot easier said than done kind like, i just don't don't try not to do the same layouts for the most part um, yeah. and try to do something new or like same layer style same attacks att- effects or like displacement maps uh <laughs> uh and all that type of stuff or like the same effect um it's just like forcing yourself just trying something new for the most part like whether it be a graphic design that you saw on like pinterest or the behance and something like that uh it's just like applying it to your own work and like learning why it works the way it does and why it doesn't absolutely Um, and just constantly trying stuff new because that's one of the things i see with a lot of designers that are like they have potential but they don't really capitalize on it because they cut because they just keep defaulting to the same stuff like whether it be the same layout and all that type of stuff like we talked about before and it's just kind of like an overtime thing. You kind of just stop getting used to doing that and you just start doing more stuff. Um, one of the things I'm practicing now doing is like doing more than one proposal. I'll have, instead of one- I'll wait, Yeah, instead of putting time into like three hours into one proposal, I'll do like an hour and I'll do three proposals each. Or I'll do four. You know, different styles, different everything. And it's just like, um, you know, I put more time into bringing out more ideas and everything, what works and what doesn't. Even with branding stuff like that with logos, I will have more than like three styles for a logo just to see what the brand is like looking for in a sense. Just to give a more broader perspective in a sense. Because I know some studios do that, but that's because they have more than one designer on one project sometimes. Oh, yeah. But I know there's a designer out there that does like proposals in like two hours and he's absolutely correct out of his mind
0: that's insane so it's, just like,
1: it's just like there's a lot of things that you could do to improve yourself but you don't because you're you're subconsciously defaulting back to your
0: usual ways absolutely would you say that the psychology of design is more important than the way the design looks Personally, on the topic of providing multiple concepts and stuff like that, like what what do you aim for when you do a graphic of any kind? First, like do you go for the psychology, how it'll make the viewer feel, or do you try to just represent the uh, brand best as possible? Um, honestly,
1: for me, I feel like I do a little bit subconsciously- of both. Some subconsciously do both yeah. i try my best to make it look as good as possible and appealing to the eye and um also what represents the brand the best and but also like i don't know i feel like sometimes i subconsciously pick certain colors or like stuff like that that feel a certain way oh yeah add, like a certain emotion or like a font in a sense and it's just kind of happens sometimes uh some designers do it as well without even realizing it or it's just like um they're just like oh like i didn't even oh wow i'm doing this like i didn't even realize wow this feels very cool this feels very heavy you know it's like um yeah it's just something that happens for me i don't really have like uh I just do it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Is it just because of like, the? it's probably just because of like, you know, doing it over and over routine after routine. I I definitely agree because I've got a lot of that going on in my life too in terms of design. I kind of just automatically, like I wouldn't say I'm very repetitive in terms of using typefaces, but there's definitely like, that's what I use the most to describe feeling, you know, like, uh I already know immediately off the bat like if you told me to make an aggressive design I could give you the font name of an aggressive font that would work perfect for it etc you know what I mean <laughs> And I'm sure that's yeah. probably probably the same type of idea like when you look at a canvas you probably go yeah I'm using this color there for this reason and it looks badass you know what I mean <laughs>
1: Uh yeah I feel like for the design process itself like mine's very interesting in a sense I don't know if there's just was something even Sesso pointed out in his uh, design Royale video. Yeah, which I won, by the way. Hell uh, yeah, brother! <laughs> <laughs> but you no trophy, one bro. of the you gotta get you gotta <laughs> get one of those
0: trophies, bro. That shit is so I cool. Know. What Cash did,
1: bro. Sasso doesn't want to see me win, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Much love to, him. but um. He he pointed this out during the final. He's like, dude, he just likes to go. He just flies. And I never really noticed that until he pointed it out, where it's like, I kind of just like, as soon as I get an idea, I just go Go for it. it, Yeah, and it's like one of those things where I just like to fly right away and I kind of like to be as fast as possible, but also keep out that same art, like that my standard in a sense. And it's just kind of like crazy to see and realize that that's kind of how I design. I'm very on my feet. And uh, I, like, subconsciously know what kind of fonts I'm going to use and what colors I'm going for. Or I'll just be like, okay, let me lay this out first, and then I'll figure it out. I'll just, I'm just i very uh, experimental in terms of my process. I don't really have a plan for the most part. Yeah. I try to plan it out sometimes, but it's just kind of like, if it does work, it works. And if it doesn't, oh, well, we'll try <laughs> <Yeah>. something else.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I saw that Design Royale video, and that was oh man it was so entertaining it was so cool (laughs) so fantastic so i mean honestly like this question wasn't really on like the planner or the organizer but i want to ask it anyway because now that i'm thinking about it i'm definitely curious um was there anyone that you looked up to when you started designing compared to now like do you like who do you look up to now who did you look up to when you started and why? I'm definitely interested because there's a lot of people on the scene that are fantastic. And I want to know personally who's inspired you or influenced you to keep going. Uh, you know, implement tips and tricks, stuff like that.
1: Uh, I think before, back in when I first started, definitely Max Envisions, he was super inspiring to me. He was kind of like the creator of like esports, in my opinion. He kind of just like was one of the founders in my and he was just kind of doing a lot of things that were very different in a sense, and he was just oh, yeah. kind of going crazy that year. And what? I think as well, um, I had a friend of mine. His name was '94 Dreaming. He was uh, a very big grunge guy. It was nice. one of those like 3D grunge and stone tags type thing. It was just super cool to see. Um, now, I had a if I had to pick a few, um, I think Albert V. He's like a big uh mentor of mine he's uh killing it. at least i like to see it. At least, at least i like to see him as a mentor for if i was being realistic we're like homies for the most part Oh yeah. um but he's taught me a lot whether he's noticed or not like i'll just watch him design sometimes and it's just crazy like what i learned from him every single time something new and it's just like damn i didn't know you could <laughs> do that or why did you do that oh because this works oh okay uh Absolutely. thanks <laughs> and it's just like oh shit <laughs> like uh <laughs> like it's crazy how much how ahead he is and it's just like inspiring to see that and I kind of like wish to be like that. I kind of almost envy him in a sense cuz he's just that ahead of everyone and no one's really no one really notices in a sense, but it's just kind of like they they do. And I I hope he gets what he wants towards the end. He's like absolutely he's to
0: do. he is fantastic and he is absolutely killing it. I'm loving like the Nike stuff he's been putting out and overall just kind of branching out into different categories, you know what I mean, of design work and campaigns almost. Actually, they are campaigns. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I yeah. I I think that's super cool. So that is fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on and talking and answering a few of my questions, brother. Like, I know we're like good friends and stuff like that, but you are truly a talented you know, human in the design scene. That's all I got to say. So like, it means the world that you came on and shared your experiences. And I want to know, is there, before we wrap up, of course, is there anything that you want to add to the, or to tell the viewers that are watching or people that are listening, is there anything you want to add? It can be tips and tricks. It can be a piece of motivational advice. Is there anything that you want to throw in there that has helped you or anything like that?
1: Um, one last thing that I probably would add as like a little tip for the most part, like a little motivation piece. For people that know me, uh, that know me a little bit better than than they do on Twitter, they know I'm a little bit more expressive <laughs> about like how I am, how I view about myself, and you know, overly confident and all that. Um, One big thing I have to say, the reason why for me, is because, you know, in this scene, if you want to succeed, you got to learn how to be confident in yourself and you got to be confident in like your work and also what you can provide or else you're just not going to succeed in my opinion. Um, I understand some people have like struggle with confidence issues and all that and that's fine. But if you're not willing to put in the work to learn how to get out of it or just like try to get out of it at least, you know, then I feel like that's what really makes some designers lack in this sense learn how to be confident in your own way and learn how to be yourself and you'll succeed. Trust me. Anything can happen. Absolutely. You, me and you both. Know. Oh yeah. Me
0: oh, you, yeah. Me and you both know. oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. We know, we know what happened. Uh, <laughs> there, a lot. anything happened, anything can come out of nowhere without you realizing it, you know, and that's up to you whether you take, take it up or not, but you know, Anything you put your mind into, you'll be able to do it. I believe that every single person in the design community can do what they want. It's just whether they want to do it.
0: So true. So keep it up. There's, don't, don't quit. There's always a special place for talent of all kinds. Doesn't matter what skill level you're at. I mean, of course, there's this. A standard <laughs> you know like some people claim there's a standard but i personally think it's subjective because at the end of the day if an organization sees your potential they're gonna nab that you know what i mean anyways ladies and gentlemen this has been frostified rcs if you want to go check out rcs on twitter his at is literally just at rcs Absolutely despise you for having an OG at that actually makes me triggered because I could never grab mine. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go follow him, check out some of his work, feel free to do so. And your Behance is also just Arceus, right? I yes, believe. Sir. Awesome. Go check out his work, go show him some love, and check out what he's doing for OTK. This has been Arceus of Frostify again. And thank you so much for listening to the Frostcast episode four, season one. Wow, I don't even know what episode <laughs> we're on, but <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, peace out. Tuned it in about two weeks for Brandon Grew's episode. That one's going to be a banger. Thank you guys so much and peace out.
1: Peace.
0: Peace. <laughs> <laughs>